Hello and welcome back to the Great Date Guy podcast. My name is Rob Wong, and today I want to tell you a little bit about me and my background. Now, you, some of you know, some of you don't know, that I came from a pickup artist background. That is, I spent about eight years of my life. <laughs> and I, I'm trying to do the math in my head, but I don't know how many months that is. It's a lot of months. Let's see, four times 12. So that's 48 plus 48. So that's 80, 96. 96 months of my life, give or take. Um, you know, driving to Vegas like every other weekend. Um, memorizing lines so that I'd be funnier. Um, changing the way that I behaved and dressed so that I could fit this, what I thought at the time was like a better mold of how to be a man, right? I needed to be more alpha. I needed to be more dominant, more confident. Um, I needed to play games in order to create and keep attraction. And as I look back through time, now, Dating is really simple and really straightforward for me. Attraction is not challenging. But when I look back at who I was being, I, I can see that, you know, I was succeeding despite my game. Does that make sense? Like, <laughs> I was throwing out a whole lot of techniques. I had memorized a whole lot of stuff. About body language and how to read people, all of it. It was just locked away in my brain. And there was so much there that it was holding me back. And that's just the stuff that was valid, right? That I I I I can <laughs> I can think back to some of those strategies, right? And and there were things like Planting lint in a girl's hair at the grocery store and then using that as an excuse to start a conversation, like pulling it out of her hair, right? And if you think about it, or even if you don't stop and think about it, it's just weird, right? It's, it's a very awkward way to start an interaction with anybody. And the last thing you want to do is build a relationship off of deception. Right. But that was me. And as I got deeper and deeper into it, I was attracting people. I was getting into relationships. I was dating. And at the same time, I never felt really deeply connected in relationships. After two years, sometimes even less time, I would get restless and bored and it'd feel like there was something missing, some level of intimacy, something else, right? And it became about finding the right person, right? It went from to maybe I can find someone who can make me feel better, right? Maybe I just haven't found the right person. But as I look, is that my brain was picking up on the fact that there was something wrong. There's something missing here. 
I'm not getting what I want to get out of relationships. And that kind of doomed me to a cycle of serial long-term relationships. I was in and out of relationships back to back to back. And every single one I started to feel more and more numb. Less and less excited about the relationship, about life. Um, eventually I ran into someone where things were going quite well and then she fell into a depression and we broke things off. It was ugly and messy. And, uh, and I was still dating despite that. I still got back into the dating game. Because, again, the solution in my head was that I just got to find someone else, right? Maybe this person will make me feel complete and normal and happy. And it didn't work. I got into a relationship. And at this point, I was carrying around so much emotional baggage from all those breakups that I hadn't processed that um, I just ended up being constant fights. And at the time, I blamed it on the person I was dating. It's her fault, right? And you didn't have the presence of mind to see, looking back, that I was the common denominator. So as the fights got worse and worse and worse, uh, I became more and more depressed until eventually I isolated myself. I moved to another state entirely, right? I moved to Bastrop, which is <laughs> no one knows where that is, right? Um, but for those of you that are wondering, it's south, I want to say east of Austin. And there I reached a point where, you know, I was so numb and hollow and directionless that even though I was doing well, I was successful. Uh, by that point, I had enough in the bank that if I wanted to stop working for like five years, I would have been fine. You literally just do nothing for five years and it would have been okay. And I was so fucking miserable. At that point, it didn't matter whether I lived or died. I really didn't care. Um, in fact, I was leaning a little bit more towards death because at least then I wouldn't have any obligations, right? It all ends. You die, you die. And that was kind of my warning sign. There's, well, one of many, I guess. But there's something, there's something not quite right here. Something is off with the equation that I'm using. Now I'm saying all of this because I believe that this is the natural end result of what we as men are taught about women, about masculinity, about what's actually attractive. It took me up until a couple of years ago to finally realize that what was missing the entire time is the thing that we were told to avoid like the plague our entire lives. And that is showing weakness. Right? And when I say that, I don't mean getting all subservient. I don't mean like acting like you can't do anything. What I mean is that when we 
are told that vulnerability might be our access to something, most of us are like, hell no. Fuck no. I don't want it. Right? Because vulnerability is weakness. And if there's one thing that you're not allowed to be as a man, there's one thing you're not allowed to show as a man is vulnerability. Not an option. Right? You'd sooner tear out your own eye than allow yourself to be weak in front of other people. That's why when you go to the club, or at least before the quarantine, when you go to the club, you go, you look around, there's a wall of dudes just holding their drinks and sipping on them, holding their $20 drinks and doing nothing with them. Because we don't want to be seen as weak. And what's weaker than going in front of a bunch of people and making an idiot out of yourself because you didn't dance properly, right? What's weaker than making the first move on a girl and getting rejected? It takes vulnerability. Now there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into vulnerability. And if you're paying attention to your body right now, you might notice yourself getting a little tense. Maybe your fist is clenched. Maybe your jaw is too. Maybe your shoulders are up. Pay attention to your body language. And you might notice that some of that fight or flight response is right there for you. It's right there in the background, like it was for me. It took some learning, some training, but at its core, vulnerability is the simplest thing that you can do to become attractive. And this is a standing invitation to you, men, to join me in this. I didn't realize until, well, I'm going to say that it was too late. I guess I'm not super old, but <laughs> it feels like it was too late. I didn't realize until 33, 34, that this is everything. This is the entire key. If you have been running into women and you do not know how to generate the spark, if you do not know how to be confident around a beautiful woman, if you feel like there's something missing from your relationships, if you feel that there is something missing from your game, if you've gone through your life feeling empty and disconnected, like a total stranger, like someone coming in from a foreign, <laughs> I was going to say foreign galaxy, like a, yeah, from a culture where none of this makes sense. You just see people flirting with each other and it makes no goddamn sense. How are they doing that? If you have labeled yourself as broken, as a misfit, as an outsider, outcast, if you've thought of yourself as unattractive or ugly or undesirable, and all you can think to do right now is try to fix who you are. And I need you to pay attention because this, this one's for you. Because I used to be you. And I believe that it's time for this age of misinformation to end. 
being alpha, right, being a manly man, that's had its time in the limelight, and it's gotten us nowhere, right? It's gotten men four times more successful suicides than women. It's gotten us a lifespan that's 10 years shorter. Why? <laughs> because we're pushed to do stupid shit to prove ourselves as dudes. Because we drink ourselves into an early grave because it's not okay to be vulnerable. You can't talk about emotions. That's girly. So we kill ourselves instead. And I'm done with that. There's room for a new way. So if there's been something missing from your dating life, from your relationships, if you cannot see yourself as an attractive guy, then I'm going to invite you to join the Facebook group that I post on this podcast today for a fresh start. I am inviting you to make this your line in the sand. Dating doesn't have to be hard. Attraction is not complicated. And ladies, if you're listening to this and you have a man in your life that really needs this message, I encourage you to share this and pass it on. And that is all the time that we have for today. My name is Rob Wong. This is the Great Date Guy podcast. And from here on, we're going to be focusing on redefining what it means to be a man. And if you like this episode, don't forget to rate it five stars or whatever you think it deserves. Subscribe, share, or tell your friends. Great Date Guy Podcast, Rob Wong, out. We'll catch you in the next episode.